and welcome to yet another A Star to Steer Her By. This week we are on episode 256. Woo! You know, that's uh, two to the power of eight. Wow, you just totally stole Jake's fact. I don't even know if it is. You're going to feel really dumb if it isn't. I'm going to I'm gonna do this right now. Hang on. Jake is, Jake is multiplying two several times to figure this out. Any of our loyal listeners will know that that was not something I knew because I, I dumb. When it comes to Which numbers, calculator not have fucking because like, uh, normal people just well, just never... hit times two and then hit equals several times. Yeah, two fifty six. Nice, Yikes, you did it. Good work. So episode two hundred fifty six. Of course, I am your great sage Ames. I am your lesser sage Caitlin. <laughs> I am the greatest sage, and I am the secret pilgrim or whatever. The it, holy pilgrim. The whole right now. Secret pilgrims a John Le Carre novel. Fuck. Of course it is. Holy Pilgrim. Of course it is. <laughs> Sounds like some kind of John Wayne shit. Or is it a collection of short stories? Either way. No one fucking cares. I'm Ethan Phillips. I made a joke. I'm, I'm glad you went with Lesser, lesser Sage because I almost wanted to say, and my Lesser Sages are, oh, I but I wanted to give you, you guys the opportunity to well, name I, I know, I know my place in this podcast. <laughs> I take, my, take it back. Can I, can I be the, uh, the Grand Proxy? The Grand Proxy. Yay! Yeah, definitely. <laughs> You're all sages, and I'm Rosemary in time. Ah. Ah. Oh, that's good. Ah. Ah. We're having a good day. We're having a good day here because the episodes we are covering, it wasn't obvious, at least for one of them, are Voyager episodes The Swarm and False Prophets. Oh, boy. this week so let me see if i can remember what the fuck happened in the swarm well there's a swarm you see yeah so we've got torres and paris flying around in a shuttle pod as they do talking about boys Talk as they do boys. <laughs> and suddenly these critters just pop on shoot them and leave each each shoots and leaves is that extremely the, that's yes the grammar book that's the, the gorilla joke and they go back and they realize oh fuck this is not going well Jake found a swarm. What is that? It's a swarm, it's a swarm of bees. Oh, bees are okay. Oh, bees God. are good. Please make it stop. Them. That's just so you, how you know it's a swarm. Yeah. So the what, what we learn from these assholes who shot us and wandered away is that we're about to enter the space of these critters who seem like dicks. Yeah. Like Big total dicks. dicks. And all we really know about them is that they're secretive and they don't like it when people enter their space because no one has ever survived it. Or so Neelix says. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the, uh, the Willy Wonka engine uh, mm, yes. of space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah, so as we're trying to cure Torres from having just been shot, Paris is not doing well. And the doctor, who previously had been singing a very lovely opera, and good for him, and it was delightful, starts kind of having these little moments of kind of forgetfulness. And Kess starts to pick up on this when he realizes, oh shit, I don't remember how to do this supposedly incredibly easy surgery on Tom Paris. Typical Paris. <laughs> and they realize, oh, this is bad. And this is all because we've been having the doctor on for way too fucking long. And his memory's getting full or something. He needs to defrag his hard drive. And we haven't been doing any of this. Idiots. So what we do to figure this out is we pop open his holographic diagnostic program, which is just a copy of Louis Zimmerman, whom mm -hmm. we all adore, because it's very fun to have two 
Picardo's running around. And Zimmerman, or Hollow Zimmerman, basically says, yeah, you, you should turn him off and on again. Jesus, Pete. Yeah. It's not hard. But then they realize, yeah, but if we do that, he'll have lost all of his experiences from the last two years and all the development that he did that was really cool. It's why people like the EMH. God damn it, no one's gonna like him again for the first couple of episodes after this. Spoilers. Doesn't make a fucking difference anyway. Shock! I know. And Kess is there trying to fight for the Doctor's kind of humanity, which is very nice of her. His right to party. Yeah. (laughs) For the right to EMH. It always comes back to the Beastie Boys. Classical music. Damn it. Yeah, so it continues not going well. It continues not going well. Kess decides, on her own, question marks, let's just add all the space that's left over for the holographic diagnostic program that we never bother using fucking ever. Idiots. <sighs> right over that with, with some more space for EMH, so he's got at least that much more room to grow, and then we'll deal with it again in two years, evidently. Idiots. Well, no, probably more than that, right? Because he probably already had, like... His factory settings probably came with like you know ninety percent of his memory full. So like if we assume that there's like yeah, if we see what you've got to do, and that's with all of the medical knowledge of the world, you got to root him (laughs) and get rid of the bloatware that it won't let you delete through regular methods. Get rid of those like little Verizon things. nobody cares about Bixby. Get the fuck out of here. Oh my god, seriously. But now he's got his own um, diagnostic program built in. No, I think they deleted that. Yeah, no, I think they just had to. Well, and no sucks. one, despite everyone getting all uppity about how we made Tuvix go away last week, <sighs> cares about diagnostic program. Well, neither does diagnostic program. That's because he hasn't had time to realize he's cool. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so basically we do that. EMH at the very end of the episode, you know, has lost all of his memories of the last two years. But there's a glimmer that he sings some opera, so it's probably all still in there. And by next episode, it's... He's just normal and he's himself again. Do we see him at all in the next episode? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think we do, to be honest. That was very Picardo esque of you. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> like, you did. It was Why, great. Thank you. Uh, but no, keep an eye out because we're not going to see any of this, you know, having to rebuild the memories of the doctor or reestablish his personhood or whatever ever again. Whatever. It was still a cute doctor episode. Uh, uh, it's the, the same. Side, it's the same exact joke that they did in. Um, in uh, uh, Nemesis. Nemesis with Data. Well, see, I was going to say, when you really think about it, I, this just occurred to me. It's like the Nomad episode, where they completely <laughs> wiped Uhura's memory. Yes, it is! And she was somehow fine next episode. Yes! With no explanation. That's what? After they told I don't even her remember that that happened. Oh, yeah, no, they, like, basically Nomad scanned her so hard, she forgot, like, everything except autonomic functions. Come on, we've all been scanned so hard, we don't remember things for a couple minutes, am I right? <laughs> Ayo! Ayo! So on the flip side... Yeah, so in the, in the kind of B-plot, but they, do, yeah. they did at least... Go hand in hand because they were from the same plot line. <laughs> um, Janeway, who just decides this, really both episodes this fucking week. The Prime Directive is now a balloon toy you can shape as, your, as, as you want. Good. Mine's going to be a poodle. 
And I she like says, a giraffe, please. You know what? We could go around these assholes' space because they really don't want us going through it and they fuck up anybody who does, but that would take an extra over a year and we don't want to do that. We're just going to plow straight through it. And spoilers, it goes incredibly poorly for them. And they realize if we shoot one of them for a while, the rest of them go away because they're a hive mind or some shit. I didn't entirely follow it. We can discuss. But I also don't care because it wasn't that interesting. It was not. They get through it. Ta-da. See, they should have just blasted sabotage and that would have confused <laughs> their swarm mind and bada bing. I mean, they did, they did kill a bunch of them on the way out, so. Good for them. Yeah, this episode definitely should have just been about the EMH and but his... But then what do your other actors do? Literally, who cares? You could have written... What were they fucking doing anyway? Remember yeah. there was that scene where... I don't even remember what it was. But, like, they were like, well, the swarm thing, blah, blah, blah. And Chakotay is like, stands up and points out obvious thing we've already discussed. And I, I was like, good job, Chakotay, They honey. did a lot of that. You did episode. really good, there honey. Was, there nice was job. Tom's tackle... The there. tackle was great. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I called it the Paris Pounce. There was the half-assed... Uh, <laughs> there was... <laughs> you can't move on from the Paris Pounce that quickly. Let the audience l- sip with it for a minute. The fucking Paris Pounce is Fuck it. It's going to have nothing to do with the next episode, but we have our title. <laughs> the title? That's going to be our first fucking hit. Called the Paris Pounce. <laughs> so, like, I just... <laughs> I don't know what else it'll be, but I just, I feel like it could be like the next Cupid Shuffle. I'm just saying, five, ten years from now, you'll be seeing the Paris Pounce at weddings. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I could see that. I also loved when Kess wanders onto the bridge being like, okay, I know Torres is busy doing an engineering. Can I borrow Harry Kim, the next busiest person on the ship? <laughs> Kess, are there no other people on this ship you can harass? Come on. <laughs> I mean, then we'd have to pay an act, uh, like, you know... For a, what's the word? A, extra? An extra that has lines. That principal extra. Yeah, Thank you. But Hogan got eaten by a monster. Yeah, we don't yeah. have Hogan or the other dick. Not Kovacs. Jonas. Yeah. We yeah. lost Jonas, who seemed to have at least some engine. Curly, Mr. Curly down there. Oh, yeah, he's gone. Yeah, we haven't seen him in a while. He got sucked out of an airlock at some point, and they Ooh. didn't mention it. The guy that was yeah, up for the, Torres's yeah, job. The engineer. And... Oh, Carrie? Was it Carrie? That yeah. sounds right. Like we airlocked. But yeah, instead of having all this like swarm stuff that was boring, and I, like you, kind of like blazed it over. Te- I techno babbled to out too, so. Like you could have just had scenes where they're talking about, you know. People could be discussing like, you know, should we just reboot them? Should we? I don't know. Remember that time? And you know, I don't know. Just... Well, they could have like done more with the doctor. Uh, coming to terms with his mortality, right? Yeah. Because there's like, there's, we never really address that. It's like, oh, but he'll lose his memory. It's not really, it's not really given the, the, this, the time to air out. Yeah. It should. Yeah. I mean, I liked everything they did with it. I just, I would have gladly taken more of that and none of the, hmm. Yeah. rest of it when when Janeway you know when they realize oh if we have to do this he's going to lose all of his two years of experiences Janeway looks to the doctor and says how would that make you feel and I was like that is the best thing Janeway has fucking done on the show mm. is consider the feelings of someone who she earlier didn't consider a person fuck yes character development yeah yeah unless um, it's two things yes <laughs> fuck that guy <laughs> yeah but yeah it was you know because I know a few weeks ago now we had the awful what was it? The one with the children. Oh, innocence. And it was like, we said, it was almost like trying to make 
sort of age-related memory issues and dementia, and it almost puked, yeah. which was gross. Yeah, it was gross. This seems to be doing it, like, more realistically and seriously. You know, he's even got the, like, the mood swings that can come with that sort of thing and stuff like that before he really, really degrades pretty badly. Um, and I thought it was a much better representation of it. And again, I, I would have watched a whole episode of that. Mm-hmm. It also strikes me as bonkers this episode is called The Swarm, because even the show... The way it's written, like, that is clearly the B-plot. <laughs> <laughs> the B-plot! Yeah! Oh. <laughs> I can't even claim that was on purpose. I mean, I can <laughs> The Paris s- Pounce, or the B-plot. I can kind of see how it a little bit works with the EMH, because it's like, it's the accumulation of memories and stuff. It's almost oh. like, they call it the Cascade Effect, which I also consider kind of swarm That would have been a better like. title. That's true, that'd be a good one. Mm-hmm. They're so bad at fucking titles. They, they should have called it... <laughs> The episode where the doctor loses his memory. It's a good title. It's snappy. Yeah, yeah it I really like rolls it. off the tongue. And also, I get—I I mean, I think I've said this a couple times before, and again, I know we're going to see it again, but just like I'm kind of sick of Starfleet officers in jail incorrectly episodes, I'm also way beyond sick of aliens who are just assholes for no reason and mm. we put up with it stuff. Yeah, like, we learn exactly nothing about them. Yeah, no. No, like, and they're, like at the end of the day, like you said, like Janeway just basically tells the prime director to go fuck itself, and I'm like, you know what, fine, because fuck these guys. I'm sick of, like, letting people be pricks. I'm not saying you're going to storm around and make everyone do what you want to do, but when people are like that, it's like, we're just going to shoot anyone that comes to us without any warning, like, fuck you. Just fuck you. You're a, you're a bully. You're an asshole. Well, we couldn't understand what they were saying because the interdimensional transponder... Well, yeah, but that's... Translator. Like, Jesus. They don't even try to find out if people can understand them. They just shoot to kill. They're, they can go to hell. They shoot to thrill! It's not a Beastie Boy song. Oh, no, also, uh, other... I have a cat. Other way yes. they... Other way they could have uh, freed up some memory. Delete Sandrine's, which is totally not what the <laughs> opera was being set in. That wasn't just Sandrine's with an extra stairwell well, in front of the door. What you could do is just take out anything related to... Alpha Quadrant. Uh, related <laughs> to, like... I need those Alpha Quadrant maps again. I don't medicine know. Next episode and is anatomy of, of any aliens that aren't on Voyager. But you never know when you're gonna, like, run into Ferengi in the Delta Quadrant, yeah, apparently. Exactly. That'll never happen. <laughs> Um, I guess I, what I do appreciate, though, is that it does kind of go to explain, like, to an extent, like, I think we've talked about this, that the, the, the key difference sort of between, like, the EMH versus, say, data. Because the EMH needs to be, like, connected to a massive ship's computer to work, whereas data is self-contained. Hmm. So even though he is, I think you could argue, just as sentient as data, he is a much more... Data is much more complex in that he takes up way less space. Mm, yeah. Oh, oh we're doing kissing. Oh. Let's see, I do have written down that it was Picardo's suggestion to explore the character of Zimmerman, and also his, su- his, his <laughs> suggestion that he should be doing a whole bunch of opera. Mm. He's like, you guys, I, I can do some singing. And they're like, really? Show us. So, like a Matrix moment. <laughs> in terms of timeline, did this episode happen before uh, Dr. Bashir, I yes, presume? Yes, it's okay. still, be- it's so still the- before in airing. Okay, so this is the first time we actually see a representation of Zimmerman. It's not- still a hologram. It's still a hologram, but it's not like this. This is the confirmation that Zimmerman just looks like the Doctor. Yeah, like- we saw that picture in projections of him. But we saw don't, him we- on the screen. We don't know if that that could have been Oh, that's true, because EMH was, was malfunctioning. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's a good point. This is the first. Uh... It is funny that the diagnostic program, like, has a whole holodeck program instead of just having him turn on in the sick bay. Mm. Like, it seems like you just, you're giving over a lot of memory and RAM or whatever to projecting a lab that he doesn't actually need. Well, no, he likes to interact with the little controls That's and true. stuff. Yeah. I guess it's, again, it's all about, like, uh... It'd be too bodily if it were just in sick bay. Yeah, yeah, and I guess, you know, again, it's like, like we've said before about the EMH, why does he not have seven arms. It's like, well, it's, you know, it's the user experience as well. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. sacrificing functionality for the comfort of your So Belana, the reason why Belana wasn't able to help with a lot of this was because she was busy trying to fix something in engineering. Uh, she was busy diddling Freddie Bristow. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, she was trying to fix her relationship with Briscoe. That's what I was thinking. Mm. So we, we, we can all agree that, like, Bristow gave Tom some, like, rations to like have him kind of wingman for him right oh that's that's probable like he was just bringing it up it's like you know bristow was like paris you gotta come on man i'll give you some replicator rations if you just like pick <laughs> me up to work i feel like freddie bristow like has no idea what he's getting himself into like mm. i don't know who he is mm. but i just feel like he's kind of this like but with a name like freddie bristow Admittedly, that does have like a fifties like cowboy movie vibe. Oh, see, I was thinking like he's he, he, an extra in Greece or something. Mm. Or that I was thinking mafiosa. But she said he. <laughs> but she said he was like a kid, so I imagine he's like you know fucking as young as Harry. Oh no! But maybe kind of squeaky voiced and pimply face, like hi, Milana. And uh, you know, if she did decide to give him a go, she, he would be yeah, just broken in half. Yeah. Maybe he's a sub. You don't know. You know. He's... Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I, he could be, but I just don't think his skeleton could take it. That's true. I'm definitely picturing, like, the length... Like, the guy with the shoe shop in the next episode, but even more fragile looking. <laughs> that guy didn't look fragile. Well, no, but he looked malnourished and, like, he would snap, like, a twig in a strong breeze. He looked like a cartoon character. Very <laughs> much so. But, yeah, I, I guess I did kind of get vague, like you, vague Tuvix vibes. Except, again, it was just kind of like... <laughs> The the Zimmerman program mostly didn't seem to care. Well, like, that's because it was his program to not yeah. care. Like, at the very end, you know, that was a brief but apparently noble existence. It's like the closest he came now, to giving a shit. It was Cass that's made the suggestion to do yes, this. So grasping. it's almost like, that's like if there were two patients in a, in a hospital and the doctor came in and was like, hmm, what if we murder you to cure him? Yeah. Well, look, we all know. We all know you do not lift yourself as an organ donor because they will let you die. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. I've heard that a lot. And that is totally true. I heard that from my aunt on Facebook. Mm. Yeah, that makes it true. Yeah. I did expect there to be like, I want you to live a moment with the, with the I don't even know what to call them, the EPH. <laughs> What's EPH? I don't know. The, uh, the EDH, Emergency Diagnostics Hologram. So your problem is EDH just sounds like Emergency Dick Hologram. So it's just like it's also true. I need to get laid. Activate the EDH. It's like yeah. Oh no, that's way later. Janeway does get her EDH. It's, 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 now it's the problem like is one of the only episodes I ever saw of this show before now. I'm just picturing like Robert Picardo's head on a body that is huge and buff, and so the proportions are all wrong. Like the head's too small for the massive buff body. Yikes. He's like, you mean like how bodybuilders are in real life? Because but worse, and it's like, please state the nature of the the sexy emergency or something. I mean, really, that's what Lord Burley is. Yeah, but he's not <laughs> sexy. No, and not that burly. No. 
Well, maybe he's burly where it counts. I don't know if that's a thing. Giggity. Very muscular penis. <laughs> in his pants lifting a dumbbell. Let's <laughs> see what you've done. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Zimmerman's lab coat was the wrinkliest piece yeah, of clothing right? I've ever seen. and that They must have just had to put wrinkles into it to make it that wrinkly. I feel like we've seen it before. I'm willing to bet it's from some alien costume. I don't know why they used that instead of just... A lab coat? Well, I think they wanted him to look kind of frumpy. Like, they That's made his true, hair yeah. kind of messy, yeah. messy mm-hmm. too. As much as they could with what he had. It's like, it's almost like Zimmerman wasn't involved in the creation of this hologram. Because, mm. like, he, he tried yeah. to make the his doctor. His interns made that. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking asshole. Although he still, he never, never gives himself hair. Nope. <laughs> Maybe he likes the look. I, I, uh, oh. Brain fart. Oh, no. Um, Chris just forgot some of his memory because... <laughs> His personality program is too strong. He's like, who are you? Who are That's you a compliment. I want to I see an episode where the doctor becomes vain and starts wearing a hairpiece. Like, instead of just altering his program to have hair, he just he actually like has a, a piece made. And then whenever he, he turns, turns off, off, it just falls on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Oh. Yeah, it's weird. You always with Zimmerman, the, the trick is they want to make him look like, kind of weird and nerdy. And that's hard in Star Trek where, let's be honest, like, if you're in Starfleet, you're a weird nerd. Mm. Like, even the, like, meat headiest Starfleet person had to get into and get through the Academy. So, you know, by by our standards, they are a giant nerd. Like, they would they would bully people for not knowing as many digits of pi as them. How not because they Worf get through for- Starfleet? That's a really good question, I know, actually. The, the Frishank, Rishenko's, whatever the fuck is... Paris, That's true. They probably pushed him to study hard, you That's know? True. Yeah, exactly. It is honorable to study hard. Because, like, you gotta, like, as, for, as oh, much as bad. people make fun of war for oh, being dear. stupid... It's not stupid. Yeah, but people make fun of him for it. That's like, racism. I will that time. is. Yeah, I mean, like, Just Hugh racism. was telling me he eats books and stuff. <laughs> um, but he had to have been very smart enough right to, to get into Starling. Oh. Yeah. I don't trust this. I don't. Oh, no, the cat's back. Just remove him. Oh, don't go. You're so cute. Oh, oh now he's fighting with you. you know who's going to pay for it is me. This cat this never cute. meows, but now he's all meowy. But yeah, no, you're right. Like, he, he's not an enlisted man. He went through the academy. He had to pass exams and get through whatever their psychological test was. That's why he got such a big forehead in the first few seasons. It's because he's uh, very smart. <laughs> See, that's how, what I don't understand, is how he got through the person the personality aspect. I don't understand how anyone does. Oh, it's terrifying. Maybe he's just so... Like, I think he can be intelligent, but also be like... Kim still cries every night from his. <laughs> you know Worf's, Worf's personality challenge? You know how, like, Wesley... Alexander. Like, Wesley. <laughs> no, no, it's close, close. No, Worf's was playing a, a live-action holodeck game of Donkey Kong. No. And he was Mario. <laughs> or Jumpman, I think. Jumpman. Because in, in Donkey Kong, they throw barrels yeah. at you. <laughs> that was a joke. That was it a now. barrel joke. That's good. I was like, why? I really now want a Mr. Worf reskin of, of, of ah. Donkey Kong. The barrels are blue and... Oh my god, Very that's nice. wonderful. Yeah. Oh, so we, we meet a new friend, Chartis the Mislenite, uh, pilot of that little freighter. Mm. When we first see that fucking thing, my comment was, okay, this broken ship is either a trap or a different kind of trap. <laughs> But the guy seemed so nice, and then he died very horribly. Yeah. 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 
Poor his guy. makeup was wild. Yeah. Well, you... I think the makeup was supposed to be like that he was bloodied or something. Oh, maybe. Like, I think the like white skin part was his skin, but then the red blotches oh, and shit. Man. I think that was meant to be like, yeah. he got because they were getting pounded for days. That's what they said. They just been <laughs> pounding him for days. And I was like, oh, fuck. He also had horns. Oh, yeah, the horns, horns I liked. I did like the horns. Yeah, he, he's a good. guy. I guess so. Yeah. You'd think days. there'd be nothing left after he got pounded for days, but there you go. Yikes. That's that's kind of what I was expecting. Like from the episode, though, was that things were gonna go really wrong, as they did with mm. this whole swarm bullshit. But that the issue would become like, fuck, we really need a doctor. Like we have to reboot him. Mm. Okay, uh, and especially good. because they were like, oh no, I don't remember how to do this surgery for Paris. And then he was like, no, she'll just read me the instructions. I'm sure that's fine. I was like, fuck that. So they sort of like jumped the shark on that and made it like, yeah, but it's okay. He can still do it. Well, I think at that point though, like by the later stages, he wouldn't have been able to do that. You know, like Cass reading, he didn't even know what half the fucking tools were. <laughs> Should I use this on the very sick man? <laughs> he was dead by then. <laughs> yeah, that I was, know. That was <laughs> then she, then she's tragic. like, yeah, just go ahead. Just go ahead. You're not going to hurt Go ahead and desecrate that corpse. Nobody cares. <laughs> Except Chakotay sometimes. Mm. Well, it on we didn't tell Chakotay. Chakotay was too busy pointing out obvious bits of the, <laughs> the plot. Thing is, it was the, the little thing he was using was actually like a lipstick applicator. He's just like painting. The... You look fabulous. <laughs> he looks so much better now. God, emergency... Uh... Cosmetics. What is the state of your fashion emergency? Well, no, I was was gonna say emergency. Um, a coroner. Yes, uh, funeral director. Director, there's a word for that because they have to, you know, gussy up. Mortician. Mortician. I was also thinking that. Oh, so it'd still be EMH. That's confusing. Emergency mortician hologram. I don't like that. What do they do with all the corpses they generate? Do you think they just into the replicator? Yeah, I was gonna say he was a delicious dinner later that day. I mean, it's Starfleet, though. They oh, oh, you mean the alien corpse? Yeah, like yeah, they grind his bones. Yeah, yeah. Starfleet bread, corpses, they take good care of. But if they're just collecting, yeah, no, into the replicator. Mm. Mm. You'd think they'd study them a little bit. Still, yeah, they do. Never met into the replicator. I still want to know what they did with the dead version of of Wildman's baby. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't. The replicator? Did they put it in a torpedo tube? Torpedo. Think so? Directly into the replicator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean space. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, good. Chris is really upset. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, there's gonna be like a horror spinoff where it's like Neelix. It's it's like um it's Sweeney, Sweeney Todd, Todd but, but Neelix and Kess, and they're just and they're just killing and cooking the crew. Except that, like in this version, they would just be like making them into fertilizer for their plants. Mm, yeah. Feeding, oh, yeah. feeding the crew to Beauregard slowly but surely. Oh, a little Beauregard's shop of like, horrors with Beauregard. <laughs> Feed me, Use the meat for food. And I think, can't, can't like, ground up bone, bone to use as fertilizer? Am I making that up? I think I've seen that, that bone yeah. meal is a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No idea. Gross. <sighs> yeah, I, mean, I don't think it's vegan. a fertilizer. I think it's used for some, some other... It's, it's to alter the soil in some sure. way. EMH had a good line where he says, "I can't, I can't imagine anyone being like so superior and condescending and arrogant." And, just, and then there's just a pause moment. for the audience to get it, and it's it's a good time. Yeah. It was a good pause. Yeah, unlike the out Ferengi, the Ferengi pause, which was far too long. Oh, oh yeah, no. the way she delivered that, oh, it, it was oh, cringy. No. The director 
should have been like, yeah, let's let's scale that back by about thirty percent. Yeah. Before we get to that one, I have one more yes. one more note, uh, and that's that Tuvok was delivering great face all episode long. Yeah. Because you could you could just tell the whole time he's preparing to say "I told you so." Yeah, but nothing really came it's of it because <laughs> it, yeah, like it felt like that was an aborted arc. It probably was because he <laughs> kept looking so increasingly annoyed. I was waiting for him to give like a little like something. Like, guys, you, you you put us in this mess. Let me get you out of it. And mm. then he shoots everyone. <laughs> he stuns the entire bridge crew, puts them into stasis, and he's in charge for the rest of the voyage. I would trust him. You know what it is? It's because Janeway had to live through the memory of him on the um, on the Excelsior. And, mm. and, like, and she was like, like, oh, back in those days, you could just, you know, mm. fuck off and violate regulations that's what all those guys used to do and now she's like got a nostalgia for that and yeah, wants, to, yeah. wants to do a bit of it herself see i had said it was you know murdering tuvix like all bets are off now she's like fuck it but i think you're right it's it's the combo of murdering tuvix and seeing sulu fuck about and not find out that she's like shit i can get away with whatever well yeah, I mean, but especially because I mean, no one is paying die. any fucking attention there Oh, that's true. Unless right, she's yeah. also got a little Tuvok mind in her or something from the meld, though. You'd think that would be, like, tempering. Mm. Like, what would Tuvok do? I know exactly what Tuvok would do. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what would Tuvok do? I will do the total opposite and then some, just to piss him <laughs> off. <laughs> Bitch never brought me tea. He only spills the tea for her. Yeah. <laughs> But she drinks coffee, so. Well, she's That's a true. stupid bitch. That's what you want. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. Poor Jane. Wow. Just kidding. I love her, except that she's always fucking killing Tuvix all the time. <laughs> all the time. You are still mad about that. Every day. I'm going to continue to be mad about Tuvix forever. She's got a hologram Tuvix is so much fuck. Yeah, I do. Because Tuvix was so much better than Neelix, and it's unfortunate about Tuvok, but damn, anything to not have Neelix. Neelix. No, I, I, I don't know. Do. I do sometimes. When you I'm do dumb. sometimes. I find okay. Him a, I, okay, we're gonna really like Neelix in False Prophets. No, we're not. No. What? He fucking. He's a bitch. I don't care. <gasps> they had swords. He was unarmed. Let's he talk was about a this. Ferengi. They were Ferengis. He probably could have just overpowered them he by making a threatening gesture. All right. Before we debate this. Yes. Before we debate this, let me tell you what the fuck we're talking about. I'm talking Ugh. about the episode False Prophets. Chris's favorite episode of Voyager. Dude, Almost Okay, certainly. here's the thing. He was smirking like a fucking dillweed as we were getting ready to start the episode. And I'm like, what's so funny? He's like, I knew what's gonna happen. Yeah, that is kind of bad. <laughs> and he's like, we're gonna see something. We're gonna you. see something great. And I was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, wait, Prophets? I'm like, oh my god, Ferengi. And I was like, oh my god, the Ferengi from the wormhole. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I remember the thing! She remembered a lot of details I was from like, a wasn't TNG that from episode TNG? <laughs> from a thousand years ago. It know, was actually yeah. pretty... I don't remember anything about these episodes, but I can finally remember something from several years All ago. All right, so, so we're here to talk about me. the price. Let me recap the price for you, because they did that in this episode very blatantly. But, uh, okay, but first, false prophets. Holy shit. We're flying around, like we usually do, because we're on the Voyager, and that's, what it, that's one of the many things it does. It does do that. We notice there's this wormhole that keeps flouncing about, and we're like, hmm, that's a, that would be a really interesting wormhole. Maybe it could do something for us. But it keeps, like, waggling its tail all over the fucking place. I wonder what we can do about that. And they notice there's this little planet. And they're like, hmm, what's up with this little planet? It looks cool. They seem to be in like a Middle Ages time of their advancement because we can tell that based on scanning them. However, we can see use of a replicator recently, which isn't tech, as we know how much the Kazons really wanted a fucking replicator. 
that it should not be in this fucking quadrant. We should figure out what's up because maybe they have more advancement that we should know about. I don't fucking know. They go down there and Paris and Chakotay are playing dress up like they love to do. And they keep hearing about this song of the great sages until they see the great sages indeed are bum 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 the Ferengi from the Price, Eridor and Cole. We, rem we remember them. We cast Cole because the original guy was an extra and had no lines. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Weird. But the two of them are here, and they've been profiting hard. Really hard. Off of these people, because they assume that they're these special magical beings that have a replicator, which to them is fucking magic, which means we might as well give them all our money every fucking day. And everyone on Voyager says, everyone on The Voyager says, this is fucking wrong. This breaks, breaks the prime directive. And then someone reminds Jane, well, I think it's Tuvok, because that sounds like something he would do. Um, the Ferengi aren't in the, in the Federation. She says, yes, but I want to do something about the Prime Directive anyway. I'm going to bend it to my whim as I usually do these days and say we're going to kidnap these Ferengi and bring them home so that they seek justice. The episode with Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be their punishment. Uh, and then oh, God. they try to do that. They beam with these two fucking Ferengi and they're like, yeah, but if you just make us vanish, the people on planet are going to think something went horribly, horribly wrong because this is their fucking prophecy and you're messing with with their planet yeah, and their i religion, thought you bitch. i thought you assholes had a prime directive and janeway says foiled <laughs> okay here's what we're gonna do we're gonna make it seem like you guys have to leave so that they understand that this is part of their prophecy let's play more dress up which was super fun for me and put neelix in ferengi wear because you know ethan phillips phillips is used to it because he's done it before Send him down there, and he's going to say he's the Grand Proxy, which is the representative of the Grand Nagus, and he has to take these people home because the, the, the Nagus wants to commend them for a job well done and also get his cut of the profits because he's the Grand Nagus, don't you fucking know? And the two Ferengi say, well, let's figure out what we want to do here. What if we make up a rule of acquisition, because that's the thing we can do now, and kill the Grand Proxy? And when Neelix comes back and they're trying to kill him, he realizes this is going, this is not going well. I don't know how to pretend to be a grand proxy because I don't even know what that fucking is. Uh, yield, yield, don't kill me. Uh, I guess you guys can stay because I don't know what to do about this. And the new plan, because no one has heard the rest of this prophecy before. How? Um, uh, Paris and somebody... Chakotay again? Are they still dicking around yeah, down yeah. on planet? Well, they want yeah. three frongs of verse, for Christ's sakes. And you know how long that fucking and thing is? And some shoes. <laughs> so they finally hear that the end of the prophecy is that when three stars appear, something happens. The holy pilgrim will bring the, the great sages away in a, you know, it's wings of fire, and then they're gone. And Neelix says, oh, well, that's... I'll just pretend to be the Holy Pilgrim. That's what I am now. I go down here. I say, I'm the Holy Pilgrim. We're going to leave now. And the villagers revolt. And they decide, this is the excuse we've been waiting for for... How long mm. have they been doing this? Six seven years? years? Six seven. Seven years. For many, many years. Seven. We he says, finally... seven years of, like, un oh, unbridled yeah, profit, profit yeah. or whatever the fuck he said. We finally have the opportunity to burn these assholes at the stake. Which you can tell they've been planning oh, they've been... since day one. Especially their little assistant. 
Mm. Oh, Kafar? Yeah. Kafar is done with them. Like, I thought he was going to set himself up as the leader, but no, he just really wanted to kill them, which I get. I mean, almost certainly he is now the leader. That's what and I thought, but at the end, he's, given, he's given out gold. Yeah, but yeah. that's how you get people to love you. True. Exactly. Anyway, sorry, let's mm. finish. Yeah, we're, we're nearly at the end because, you know... It, no one gets burned at the stake. Sad face. We beam them out just in time because Chakotay shoots things when he wants to sometimes. Well, right, there was a, um, oh, yeah, uh, that's true, because they, they had, like, some kind of, um... Deflector thing. Yeah, a dampener. Yeah. Yeah, there were a couple of times in this episode where, they like, Chakotay was involved or near really terrible effects, and I was like, what the fuck, Chakotay? Like, that's his <laughs> fault. So as he's, like, shooting that, the, oh, the, no. the, the dampener or whatever, I'm like, yeah, nice fucking job, Chakotay. That looks really good. And I'm like, oh my god, it's not his fault. <laughs> With my last breath, I curse Zoidberg. Oh my god, he then played that clip about ten times. And I could, you wouldn't stop laughing. stop laughing at it. Jesus Christ. Uh, speaking of can't stop laughing at this, the end. The way we get out of this is fucking laughable. <laughs> because as fucking usual, when we have the Ferengi on the ship, all they do is steal a shuttlecraft, their shuttlecraft, same one from The Price, minus the chairs that I know Chris loves so much. Well, it's also way bigger, but... We'll get to that. I don't fucking know. But yeah, so they steal the shuttle pod. Fucking typical. Fly into the wormhole. Instantly destabilize the wormhole by becoming magnetic something. The, using their... The graviton pulse. Yeah, using whatever they do to... And it fucks up the wormhole. So now Voyager can't go through it. Mm. Oh no! Doesn't that bring us to exactly where we just left off at the top of the episode? So, so did they go back though? Did they make it through the wormhole? That's never stated because they say the other end the now other is end unstable also, too. Yeah. yeah, but I wonder if they made it out before that happened because then you they never, could go you're never and gonna know. tell Starfleet or tell somebody that they, they wouldn't do that. Would, yeah, yeah, they're not gonna. No, unless they, it was profit in they it. They probably would because they're gonna be like. You've been oh, because they were going to sue them. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to they're they're file a claim with Starfleet saying that the Voyager stole all their profits. <laughs> and but Starfleet they don't have any goes, proof. What? They have no proof the Voyager even exists. And it was really fun to have an, another episode with like a play on the word profits. <laughs> meaning profits, but also profits. Oh, mm. those kinds of profits. Because we used to have that kind of stuff happen Constantly, all the time on yeah. D- Deep Space Nine. Profit had... and, la- and lace. Oh, I hated that fucking episode. <laughs> but other than that... No, it popped him off uh, in the Gamma Quadrant, smack dab in the middle of the Dominion, and they were shot by Jem'Hadar. Mm, well, if I remember from the price, the original destination of the wormhole was the Gamma Quadrant, wasn't it? I do not remember. It's How possible. would it be the Gamma Quadrant? Because I thought that was the thing, and that's why they figured out that it wasn't what stable. They, it wasn't stable. Then, like Data and Jordy figured out that it was going to. That the end moved. Yeah, the end moves, but the the bars like the the Barzan space is where the point in the alpha. Yeah, that's what the, is. Yeah, yeah, that part was yeah. was stable. But bar, but they thought it only went to the gamma quadrant. No, it was the delta quadrant. It was. It was. It was definitely a, the well uh, the the place that they tested it and went to was the delta quadrant. Oh, I thought it was the gamma quadrant. Well, maybe I missed initially located in Barzan two in the alpha quadrant, one end that moved. Okay. The Barzan wormhole was a wormhole with one end or terminus initially located near the planet Barzan 2 in the Alpha Quadrant and one end that moved unpredictably to points throughout the galaxy, including the Gamma and Delta Quadrants. Oh, so we're both oh, okay. right. Stabilized yep. by intense energy fields within itself until 2373 when its Alpha Quadrant end begins to shift as well. Cool. So, yeah, it was, I remember it definitely being specified in the price that they went to the Delta Quadrant mm. and that's where the Ferengi were. Yeah, but I thought maybe, maybe it was because they went through... 
and that's maybe why they figured out that it was not it was moving was because Data and Jordy went through and they're like, oh, this isn't where we should be. Yeah, that definitely. Let's happened. go back. And they tried to warn the Ferengi, and the Ferengi, nope, our wormhole now. Fuck yeah. you. I thought yeah. it was because they put a probe through it, and the probe ended up. They ended up going through too eventually. They did go through, but I thought they knew it was not stable. Yeah, anyway, the whole point, the whole point of the price is that they were trying to negotiate yeah. for who would have control of the wormhole. And also, who would have control of Deanna's wormhole? You just called it a wormhole. That's worse than a brown He wanted to put his worm in the hole. God damn. Oh. Anyway. Something about Dune. So, yeah. So this episode nominated for an Emmy for costuming. Really? Yeah, they, yeah, they, they had some very fine oh, Ferengi boy. Under The underboob was back. Hated in that. I, uh, well, so I didn't much. hate it. We'll there was say also Umox, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, I wasn't that into that. Done without that. Full no frontal more four-way Umox or whatever the fuck, four-handed Umox or whatever the fuck I, he said. I was thinking last night, so like, God damn. It's like... Rick Berman, you know, like all he had from Gene Roddenberry was the hornball element and none of the rest of it. <laughs> like he was horny on Maine and had nothing else horny that Roddenberry on had. Horny on Maine. What else did Roddenberry have? Majel. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was just gonna say Majel Barrett. Nice. <laughs> Ames and I basically just read each other's minds now. No big deal. Speaking um, of Roddenberry, actually, I have this in my notes, and since we're talking about him, this is fucking great. So this is apparently similar to an episode that Roddenberry had pitched for TNG. Didn't get made, but there's a synopsis of it on Memory Alpha. It would have been a two-parter called Ferengi Gold. And here's the line. I'm just going to read it directly because I wrote it down from Memory Alpha. The story would have involved a combination of some of Roddenberry's favorite themes. Oh, no. Alien worlds developing civilizations very similar to those of Earth. Yeah, he, he did that a lot. Aliens, in this case the Ferengi, utilizing superior technology to appear godly. You see that a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Attractive women appearing for no good reason. <laughs> Check. And the moral perfection of the Federation. This also, and I mean, we have seen this before, because there was that TNG episode where a woman was pretending to be... Devil's Doom? Yeah, there we go. Ardra? Ardra, there, that's oh, the one. Oh, yeah. Um, she she looked great. Yeah. Yeah. Her costumes also should have gotten an Emmy. Although that one, I think, was a more advanced civilization technologically that was still falling for it, which is like, come on, guys. Yeah, and I love, so the way... Picard handled that situation versus the way Janeway handles the situation. Picard's like, no, we will prove to the people that the gods are false. Janeway's like, hmm, let's embrace this god thing and also pretend to be gods. I think, yeah, that's for her interpretation of kind of following the final direction. Well, because these people probably wouldn't have been able to handle it mm. if they if they learned that these people weren't the sages that they've been worshipping for seven mm. fucking years. Yeah, yeah, but I also feel like, I don't know, I do, I do think that Picard would have gone the other way with it. I think we've seen it time and time again where he always would err on the side of undoing the cultural contamination versus mm. letting the contamination stand and, you know, try to and fix Cisco it. And Sisko would have gone in and shot the two Ferengi. Yeah. Sisko would have sterilized the, the planet. planet. <laughs> well, and again, like... <laughs> The, the thing, again, with, with Devil's Do is that they were a civilization that already had contact with the larger galaxy. True. So there was, it was a little different. But, okay. Whereas this at, is, like, a civilization that's, like, I think they said, like, say like Bronze Age. Yeah, well, like, the Mentakins. Um, that's true, yeah. Was the same situation. Yeah. Um, with, uh, I can't remember the name of that. It was OG. Yeah. Who, yeah. Watches, the with, who with, watches the Watchers. With uh, Bobby Hill. Yeah. Yes. Father. 
Yeah, like, that, that's my thing. Is like, I just feel like once the culture has already been contaminated, like, there should be a subheading where the Prime Directive goes out the window and you do whatever you can to minimize the destruction that has already The occurred. trick is to minimize. Like, the minimize, if you just say try to go in and minimize, you could, there are many ways you can do it, and oh, most yeah. of them very wrong. Mm. Right. But, I mean, like, they act like, you know, oh, we can't do anything because, well, the Ferengi don't have a prime directive. It's like, okay. But let's say, I don't know, the fucking Ferengi were just storming around killing people. You're gonna let that happen because they... Don't have a law against it? I mean, I'm sure they do, but... I mean, here's the other thing, too. If the people on this planet... Apparently, the prophecy that the Ferengi were fulfilling existed before the Ferengi was there. It wasn't something yeah. they made up. The, po- yeah, no. the poem yeah, yeah. existed. The poem existed. So, who is Starfleet to say that they aren't the prophesized prophets? Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah. You know, like, mm. who's to say that they aren't the, the, Although, the people that the song referred to? The prophecy said they were supposed to, like, make their civilization better, and I would say they definitely did not well, do but that. May, but Think may... about how easily uh, excited these people were. They were so happy about shoes. Wouldn't it be nice mm-hmm. to be that happy about shoes? I mean, it's no. also, you know, but again, it could be the same type of situation, you know, with um, with with the wormhole aliens. aliens. I was thinking that too. You know, where they they maybe oh, maybe, maybe the Barzan wormhole also had aliens in it <clears throat> who told the people on this planet about this this. Have uh, we checked them for orbs? <laughs> that's right. Could be orbs. Like lice. Um, Ew. Because here's the thing, right? So technically the entire prophecy the entire song came true right? it did it because did. voyager willed it to be true but yeah. maybe that was just how it was supposed to play out and maybe the result is that now the society is better you know because they did they take the replicator with them chase cote blew it up oh good well he blew up the he blew up the other thing oh he blew up the dampener the, the dampener. The, i thought the they made the dampener by futzing with the I replicator. Thought, no, I thought that was a. I thought that was. It two looked different. different. Things. Oh, then they really. I hope they took I'm, or well, blew they, up well, they, the replicator. They beamed up their shuttle, so they probably beamed up all. Their oh shuttle. yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Let them have the replicator. Those motherfuckers have been having a hard life for the last seven years. Give them something mm. easy. That was one thing though that I thought was Those a bit flutes. silly. With <laughs> the underboob. <laughs> that had to be all fake titties, right? Because real titties don't sit like that. I mean, they make tape for them anyway. That was one thing I found a little silly, was that they were like, well, they must have had contact with the Alpha Quadrant because there's a replicator. It's like, guys, just because you haven't encountered anyone with a replicator yet doesn't mean that no one has ever not, like, come on. They're, like, that's kind of jumping to Yeah, there was, there was a comment I read, I think it was, a, was on Memory Alpha, for the swarm, going back just a little bit right now, that the, that swarming species was the first one we've met that had a, a, a transporter. Which I think might be wrong because I think the assholes. Remember the guy that really wanted to fuck Janeway a lot. Yeah, well, they had pleasure. Did, they had that. It wasn't really a transporter though. They had like some that, that, that was, was like a space folding hoodly. Okay. Yeah, and it was okay. uh, that only worked on their planet because of some. But science. surely the Vidians have transporters. They seem to be doing yeah. They seem to be doing transportery stuff. But no, I guess they didn't because they used like grappling hooks and to board. Uh, well, because that's just easier for mass boarding. But I mean, their little gun literally teleported Neelix's lungs out of him. That's true. Mm. They have transporter technology. Maybe they don't use it on themselves for some reason. Maybe like, yeah, that shit's too fucking dangerous. But 
you know. Well, uh, I don't, don't want to get sick going through their, the transport. Their bodies <laughs> couldn't take it because they're just made of like little clumps. They, they, Actually, though, they are the already inside out. Well, so. But here's the thing: if they were, oh god, and they exploded. <laughs> if they had transporters. Couldn't they just reload themselves from their safe no before one, they were? No one ever uses the transporter. Okay, for that, but I'm just saying, could, could they convenient. not? Because yeah. that would just take care of their illness, wouldn't it? Can we do that with the deflector dish? <laughs> but yeah, the Borg no. must have replicator technology because they've assimilated Federation ships. Yeah, yeah, and they definitely have teleporters. But do they eat? Transport mm-hmm. for? Do we haven't met them yet. Well, no, but I mean, they probably use rep- they probably replicate like parts and stuff. Wait, but how do they not eat? They gotta do something. They oh, go in. They go in their little boots. Oh, no bellies, and they've got they like probably like liquefied dead Borgs or something. Ooh, like they do in the Matrix, like mm-hmm. they did with that baby. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so Caitlin, Caitlin here is all like, "Oh, he chickened out." And I'm like, "Look, they had swords. He had a club. I, I think it's fair." Yeah, he had he a stick that broke in half. He could have beaten them with that stick. They're Ferengi. I did say he's a Talaxi. <laughs> he threw. He did throw aside yeah, the half that had the big heavy metal head on it. We know Neelix is a coward for that matter. We know that he doesn't know how to fight probably because he ran from their war. Yeah, because yeah. mm. he knew that he so did his ass. What you're saying him. is, is he is a bitch, and I was right. He can be both things. There you go. See, I'm not wrong. He's multifaceted. Aim says I'm not wrong. I mean, considering he was probably given a like 20 minute crash course on the Ferengi. You think it was even that long? He did a really good job <laughs> pretending to be one. Yeah, and I, I really liked Ethan Phillips' performance as mm. as the Grand Froggy. I thought it was very well done. See, yeah. it was it was a good kind of funny that the later ep- like half of the episode just went too freaking kooky. Mm. But I think by the midpoint, when we have Grand Proxy Neelix coming in, throwing out rules of acquisition, that was some good stuff. I like to say to wait. There's only two hundred eighty. You've been gone for a long time. I said that right before you, you said it. I was, and then it was. I also said the killing, kill the messenger. But I didn't say kill the messenger. I said just kill the guy. Yeah. But um. I loved uh, what was it? Janeway was like, "We're gonna turn you into the Ferengi authorities." It's like, what? So they can give them a fucking medal? Yeah, you no, get right? that the Ferengi would be like thrilled with this shit, right? No, they'd all try to profit off. I was gonna say, the Nagus, if the Nagus did show up like that, he'd be like, I'm taking over your place! Well, this depends. You've done great work! Before or after he hooked up with with Moogie, though? Oh. Because because new Nagus might not be so thrilled with this. Hmm. Yeah, but the other Ferengi would have been. Brunt would have been impressed. Oh yeah, very impressed. When I realized it was absolutely definitely Ferengi, I was like, oh my god, is Brunt gonna be here? And I was like, no, wait, no, no, no. Wormhole. Wormhole time. Yeah. I did like, did you see their freaking little, like, poolside loungy chair? Because, of course, I notice chairs all the time now after our <laughs> exercise. Jesus, poor Andy's broken her. And I thought, that is a hell of a Ferengi chair because it just looked like a, a long, pink, plush couch. Oh, and little assistant boy, when they vanished, was like, yeah. my fucking couch. Oh, he mm-hmm. loved that couch. Yeah, it's a little too much. I like, uh, what was it? I've decided because of something Caitlin said. Like, she noticed that him and the shoe guy looked a lot alike. Dude, mm. so much so, alike. So, they're... they're the look of that planet. Brothers that had a falling out, clearly. I did, I did enjoy the poet because he was delightfully over the top. Oh, he was. Yeah. He was the worst and, and we, best. We've seen him yes. before. Yep. At and least, we'll see him at some least, more. At least once. We saw he was, he was the, the conservative 
minister in First Contact. Oh. The episode First yep. Contact. Holy shit, I don't know if I realized that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I See, I, I looked him up because we were thinking he was familiar. Mm. Um, but I, what I had mentioned to Caitlin, because again, she's been rewatching DS9, and uh, he's also the Vulcan ambassador in the episode where the group of ambassadors that includes Waxana shows oh, up on DS9. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's part of that the trio. Forsaken. Of, yes. The Forsaken? Sure. I think so. Yeah, I, was, I think we'll see him in Enterprise as well. Yeah, as a Vulcan. He yeah. had he had, he had had like a look that reminded me a lot of like John Cleese in look and delivery. I thought yeah. I thought of John Cleese quite a bit with him as well. Very Cleesy. Um, <laughs> very Cleesy. Astic. Cleesy Astic. Religious thing. I, I do nice. like though that yeah like neither the Ferengi nor the Federation people had bothered listening to the stupid poem all the way to the end, and that ended up having the sort of key to the whole thing in it. Yeah, well, it makes sense that the Ferengi would only do yeah. the parts that benefited them. Yeah. Time is money. Yeah. And they only had so many shoes to give away, Tom mm. and Chakotay. <laughs> uh. Just re-replicate some shoes. They don't care. I know, I said that. I was like, they like they they call back to Voyager. They, they ask, they're asking for three dozen pairs of shoes. I, they live like fucking kings. <laughs> I like to imagine that the replicator that they have only replicates copies of the rules of acquisition. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's all that it does. <laughs> Cheapest binding possible. Which, frankly, as I said, still looks looks like a pretty good binding. Yeah. Yeah. Nice wood book. You know. You, you would think that human probably burn it to keep his family warm. Eat it. Eat the book. <laughs> well, I also wonder. So we find out in Deep Space Nine and Who Mourns for Mourn that that gold is. Basically worthless. Cryptoferengi. They don't give a shit. Worth is gold. Can you replicate gold? You can probably replicate gold, but apparently... But you can't you, replicate latinum. You can't replicate lat- latinum. That's why it's valuable. So, are the treasures that they're extracting from these people gold press latinum based? Well, I mean, the thing is, on this world, yeah. gold is worth something still, so... Yeah, but so if, um, if Voyager... If they had returned to Frankie's space, they would have returned with all of this treasure oh, that's, basic, that's basically worthless in the Alpha Quadrant. Interesting. Well, then at, that, at that point, it's trinkets from the Delta Quadrant yeah. that Quark can put on. Auction. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. they could do, do collectibles. They'd do well in the collectibles market. Yeah, like the coins maybe aren't worth as much, but they've probably got all kinds of like other stuff. Mm. When they started, when the fight first started, they were just chucking gold at each other. I went, I, I misremembered the uh, as treasure fight, but there's the Simpsons thing, you know, uh, money fight where uh, Smithers and oh, Mr. No. Burns just chuck bricks of bills at each other. Yeah, regardless of if you think Neelix was being cowardly by not letting them kill him, the fight itself was really goofily choreographed. Like, goof. Aunt goofy levels of like the prophet and lace fight when uh, mm. that guy the the, the yeah. slug of yeah, guy wants to rape the rapey Quark. one wants yeah. to rape Quark. at least this one didn't have rape yeah this yeah. one just had attempted murder that hilarious rape scene yeah but this one that's that the fight in this episode really could have used a I mean the thing is it's a fight between two Ferengi and Neelix like. Ugh. There was Where no way. Whips? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I miss them. We're gonna 
find oh, out that the the the, the, um, the Ferengi from the last outpost actually like suffered from some horrible disease, and that's why they're like, ah. <laughs> we're we're never gonna find that out. Well, that's my head cannon. Yikes. Picard season three. I know. I was just gonna say, no. fuck you, Picard. Don't do I'm it. I'm sorry. Lower I mean, decks. Actually, that two. sounds yeah. exactly three. like the kind of thing that New Trek would try to retcon. Like, why did the Ferengi uh, act so weird in this episode? They have to stop retconning because I don't give a fucking shit. Yeah. No one. No one. <laughs> Well, no. Unfortunately, people do care, but only the biggest losers care. Like, times change. <laughs> Catch up on Picard. Oh boy, you're. Jake has been so angry because it, so it started. It started off so, so strong. I was the first few episodes of this season because I didn't like last season, if you recall. I oh, did. really? I think we have evidence of that. Uh, and I was like, see, okay, okay, see they've, they've, they've made some improvements. The first few episodes are actually tolerable and and not like there's promise here. But I knew, I even said at the time too, I was like, you know, I, I don't want to get too excited because I know they're going to fuck it up. And then they fucked it up. And it's been bad again. Yeah, it's been fanfic. It's been them writing fanfic. Oh, so I'm really bummed. Because that's the thing is, I was looking forward to it, but now you've kind of... Well, you might like it. Like, that's the thing. Like, I just... Uh, I, didn't really, like. I didn't really like how the last season ended. Yeah. But I feel like it had, like, a good, strong, like, an interesting hook. And then I felt like it just went nowhere. And then where it did go, I, like, didn't give a shit. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, and as usual, you know, it's the, the biggest cop-out in this episode in, in False Prophets that you just steal a shuttle, goddamn Murphy, like, wanna fire Murphy for letting two fucking Ferengi steal a shuttle. Worst Starfleet officer yet. That's what I said. Like, he is gonna get so much shit for the rest of the trip home. Like, oh yeah, Murphy? You mean the guy that got overpowered by two Ferengi who were unarmed? Oh, yeah. I, oh okay. So, uh, Ethan Phillips is not a bitch, even though he has a stick. But this guy they was supposed had, to take two Ferengi yeah, but, by but swords yeah. at the time. And, and Murphy, Murphy probably had a phaser. Do you see how annoyed he is? And I don't even actually give a shit at all. I just get to goad him on a little bit. He's like, I'll fucking tell you who's a bitch. For those of you at home, I'm flipping her off right now. I think, uh, I think it's that Chris understands that he, he probably has the same fighting capacity as Neelix. Uh, <laughs> you think his fighting capacity Neelix is that good? could kick my ass. <laughs> yeah, Neelix didn't get killed. That's the thing. Yeah, like, what Neelix... What I was gonna say about Neelix though, and him playing a Ferengi, is is like the only thing that could have made him more annoying was giving him a fucking Ferengi teeth lisp. I'm like, why is this happening? Mm. Why does this show fucking hate me so much? But here's the thing: so Murphy's incompetence as a security officer, it's not just that he let the Ferengi go, because yeah, that's oh egg on my face, but he let the Ferengi go, and as a result. The Voyager is still stuck in oh the my God. Delta Quadrant. Yeah, he's not even going to make it home. They, they like, just killed Like Murphy. It's, Murphy it's literally dead. his fault that they're still in the Delta Quadrant. Well, you know, okay. the thing is, is if fucking Janeway had just left well enough alone, they could have gone through the wormhole and not worried about any of it. And it's really, it's her fault, too. Well, it's also the fault That's of the fact that they still don't lock the fucking shuttle bay. No, no, they, lock... no, they did lock it. They did? But then they phasered their way out. The Ferengi did? Yeah. Where'd they get phasers? In the sh- oh, oh, that's okay. also that's true. They should spots. lock the door, the the door to to the shuttle. Yes, yes, that's true. Yes, but they did lock the outer door and they phasered they their way. Murphy, they thought Murphy was as good as a lock, and they were wrong. Mm. <laughs> like just fucking lock down the fucking shuttle bay, or at least put automated phaser turrets in there or something. Or or like. Like uh, when you go to docking alert. clamps or yeah. like something to keep the shuttle from leaving. Glue, really good fucking glue would be better than the nothing they try. 
Mm. I have some questions about this wormhole. <laughs> yes. So we know we know from the price that the end of it is stuck in the Alpha Quadrant outside Barzan 5 or whatever it was. And the other end wags like a dog's tail all over the place. But they somehow, using magnets, how do they work to like make it you know stable for long enough that they would have been able to go through it. When the Ferengi go through it and make it unstable again and it's wiggling around all over the place, they don't even like look up any other thing that they could do to try to do that again? Well, I think the problem was that the other the, the other end, end was, was moving around. So even if they could stabilize their end again, there's no Roll telling... Roll the dice! Where, where, well, that's true. Roll them, Janeway! Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, there's, there's a one in four chance that they'll end up in the Alpha Quadrant. And there's probably, like, a three in four chance that they'll end up closer to home than yeah. they are. I mean, heck, they're really lucky they'll get dumped in the Gamma Quadrant closer to that wormhole, mm. which they know exists because mm-hmm. they departed from DS9. Yeah, but is it open right now or not? Well, I mean, they have no it's idea. It's full I'm of asking. That's Well, no, 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 but I mean like... Well, again, they don't know that either. As far as they're concerned, the Gamma Quadrant's a great option. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. So... Is this where Murphy's Law comes from? Murphy's Law if you let Murphy deal with things the worst thing will happen Ferengi Umox anyway anyway yeah so in in this episode let me me wrap us up and segue smoothly as I often fail to do into our blogtivity this week those Ferengi sure were villainous weren't they yeah they were Ames good job um You'll, you'll remember last week we, we met up with Sulu and had some cunning adventures with Sulu, whom we loved from Ooh, TOS. Nice. So we're doing some TOS fun this week. As we did last week, we enjoyed our favorite characters from the original series. This week, we're going to look at our favorite villains from the original series. And boy, some of them were, were not all that efficient and some of them were pretty fun. Shall I just go first? Go, go first. first! I'm going to do it! All right, uh, villain number one. Uh, let's go with Charlie Evans, whom I love, because he's a great villain. He's a child. He, he is terrifying. A little sh- I'm sorry. Just like Neelix. Does that not make him a good villain? Yeah, I guess he's a fine villain. I like, no, I, I like, mean, Gargamel is like the world's greatest bitch, and he's a great villain, so mm. I think she's got something there. All right. No, I like, I like Charlie Evans because I find him very interesting because it's, he doesn't quite know how to be a person, so the easiest thing he can do is kind of fight mm. against himself really he doesn't know how to how to person he doesn't get women he doesn't get that people want to have their faces he, he's just trouble and i think his trouble is what makes him an interesting and compelling villain he's the so. trouble with dribbles and it's you know it's kind of, kind of sad because he was raised by aliens who don't know how to people mm-hmm. and their only solution is just to take him back where he's going to continue to exist with these... Yeah, he's got a, such a sad story. ...weird aliens that just he can't even properly interact with. Yeah. And his I, th- I find his powers very interesting because we, we see all the things he can do. And it's really scary. He can kill us a whole lot and make us disappear. So I liked Charlie Evans from Charlie X. He's a good one. My next villain, uh, we mentioned earlier today. So this is appropriate. And that's our friend Nomad. Nomad. Oh. Nomad. Nomad is another one who doesn't doesn't really know he's doing bad, but I think that's going to be the theme of my of my picks for villains. This tragic week, villains are the tragic villains, the villains who were kind of programmed oh, this and way. And there he is, right? Isn't that him right there? Yep. 
Caitlin spotted him in our poster. Well, I see Charlie Evans too. Yeah, we see a lot of our villains. With the in this lizard. I, I forgot he's holding a lizard. I've been looking at it because I'm like, fuck. What are my three favorite villains? I know. I, you I warned me. you ahead. I know you did. I know you did. But oh uh, yeah, there he is. He's like right next to Nomad. Yeah. You don't even look very hard. With with uh, what's next? Yo that Yo Orion girl. <laughs> You're no. like that fucking Orion woman. I hate <laughs> the, that. No, bitch. the white rabbit. Uh, yeah, no, but I like I like Nomad a lot because I also find his story very interesting and his powers very scary. And he's he was born out of like an accident and is just the Nomad and Tanru and doesn't know he's doing bad, so he thinks what he's doing is right. Another villain, my final villain, who doesn't know what she's doing is bad, is our friend Losira. From that which survives. Oh, the like computer program, right? Yeah, she's the computer program. She's a like a holographic thing. Mm. She pops up, says, I'm for you, Kirk, and tries to kill Kirk. Yeah, I forgot about that episode. I found her to be a really interesting one because, again, like the other ones, she's kind of a, a villain who is programmed that way. Like, she reminds me a little of the, of the prototype androids from our couple weeks ago in Voyager that they're... Just doing what they're programmed to do, what they're programmed to do happens to be kill people. And I found her to be very interesting as well. So those are my three. Does Caitlin want to go next or do you want to you think about it? No, I'm ready. My theme is going to be the, the gaseous clouds that have left me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that cloud from Sabotage yes! or whatever the fuck that makes, that makes Kirk crazy. <laughs> He's a good one. Wait, really? <laughs> no, but I'm going to go with it. It is a good one. I like that yeah, one. What's your problem? He's great. He's got back, got a great backstory. Well, like, I, guess, I mean, he is interesting in that. Look, at now he's going to be mad about this. No, great. like, I mean, thinking on it, though, like, it's interesting. We, do they ever really establish how, con- like, sapient, I guess, the cloud is? Or Does is that matter just... if you're a villain? No, but I think this would make him our first sort of, like, He's just a predator kind of thing, you know? He's not even confused. He's just trying to live. Kind of like the salt band. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because my next favorite villain is the space madness. (laughs) 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 That's great! I love it! Which which space? The TOS version. The one that pretends to to be water and, like, gets into your system and makes them all space drunk and fucking kill each other and themselves. Yeah, because, yeah, there's really no idea what it's doing. It's really just, like, a virus thing. And, uh, fuck, I had, a, I had like, one more good one. This is the problem, is I spent the good ones at the beginning. Um, oh, they're really good ones. My other favorite gaseous villain, of course, is... Melvar. Um, yeah, I was, well, I almost called the Sabotage Cloud Melvar, because I couldn't remember what his real name was. I think she got bent to enough, enough cons Mel- Melvar. <laughs> the lights uh, from Day of the Dove. Gothos. He's a baby gas cloud. If you didn't say Gothos, like something you were gonna was wrong. Call bullshit. Yeah. And the thing is, is they're not really necessarily my three favorite villains, but it's kind of no Gothos. Definitely, but it's fun is. to pretend that they are. No, no, Gothos is definitely one of your favorite. The thing villains. is, is like I love Gothos in the beginning, but then he turns into a cloud, and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You are. I can't a, fuck this. You are a fabulous. Exactly. <laughs> I want to be taken roughly on the harpsichord. By a but, cloud? By a cloud. Whoa. <laughs> no, no, seriously. It's a whole new but kind seriously, of while, while, while Cola watches, it's going to be really weird. Here's the question. Did, um, did, 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 did the Squire of Gothos know the Klingons somehow, and is that why he took on that form? Well, wait, wait, oh. when did that episode, that episode? That Gothos was way first. That was first? It was season, it was season one. one. Oh, okay. yeah. I was going to say, because it could be that, like, 
he just scanned the Enterprise's records and found an image no. of, of uh, Koloth. Uh, no. Koloth. I'm like, now yeah, I'll look like this guy. Reminded of one of the most hilarious and also upsetting stories I've ever heard. Oh, God. Because you were talking about, you know, basically double teamed by, by different versions of the same actor. Where is this going? Adam West and the guy it's who... Batman. It's always Batman. And the guy who played the 60s Riddler, who was in an episode Frank of TAS, mm-hmm. Frank Gorshin. He was one of the black and white guys. Yeah. Yep, yep. Were once invited to a Hollywood orgy. And they didn't manage to perform because before going in, they got, like, shit-faced. And decided they were going to try to remain in character the whole time. <laughs> yep, that is horrifying. <laughs> and so I just kind of had this image of you with, you know, two different... I can't remember the actor's name, but you know, one is Gothos and the other is Koloth, and they're in character. And neither, of them, and neither of them can get their dicks up because they're too busy whisk- being in character. Whiskey dick. <laughs> whiskey, because oh, they're wh- no, no whiskey. Oh, <laughs> I gotcha. Fuck. I was gonna say honorable mention. <laughs> honorable mention to the button, the Jettison's Finney. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that button's a fucking hero, and I will not hear a bad word about it. <laughs> But Finney wasn't actually jettisoned, though. <laughs> True. I know, but that fucking button's always there teasing us, like, who knows who's gonna be next? <laughs> That's the true villain, the one that waits and strikes when you least expect it. Stay away from the ion pod, everybody. Why would you go in the ion pod? Why do they have the ion pod? Why do you even go, have that lever? Because wasn't, wasn't that a thing? There was like an ion storm. Yeah, but why does there... an ion there, storm, you go in the ion why pod. Why does there need to be someone in there just automated? Oh, um, fuck. What it really comes down to is they, they had to find a Star Trek version of like one of those World War II bomber like underbelly guns. Mm. So they made that up. Anyway, let's move on to Jake because I... I'm very exhausted. Now. Okay, alright, so. Good, good picks. That was great. Thank you. Alright. Um, so, for my first pick uh, is going to be a repeat uh, Nomad. Yeah! I'm a big fan of Nomad for, for all the same reasons that uh, Ames already described. Uh, next up, we have Tepring. Oh, uh, bitch. Fox bitchy the, white. The betrothed. Yeah. Wow. Who, uh, you know, she, she wanted some stun action, but uh, instead she's like, you know what? I'm just gonna make Spock kill his best friend because I'm a massive bitch. It's pretty much the worst. It's really it's bad. very Vulcan. Yeah, it's a, it was. I mean, as Spock said, it was very logical of her. But yeah, man. So she was more machine than the gnome. Big mm. time. Yeah, yeah. To Pring, fuck to Pring, man. Yeah, uh, or and, don't. You probably get her off. Third, my third yeah. villain. I really don't have a good reason for why I picked this villain. Mostly, I picked this villain because I want Ames to have to put a picture of him on the blog <laughs> and his glorious mustache. Them, Lazarus. Yay! No, that's a no. <laughs> no! <laughs> Gravy beard. I'm not gonna lie. I was actually just genuinely kind of considering him because it's a fuck, fucking bonkers episode. You can in a still good say way. it. it We're is. allowed to I have mean, double. No, no, I'd already decided against him. He does him, have. But he, he is. He also fights with his alternate self. Like he, I, I, I have picked somebody. I, he had been in the running for wow. me. So, so yeah, yeah. But no, I really don't have a great reason for him. I really just wanted to picture no, on the blog. That's fair. I that's just fair. think the character is an interesting character. The episode not doesn't doesn't execute well. But I, I, yeah, I see you, Lazarus, and I fold. <laughs> <laughs> I think you put it best. Interesting character. Maybe the episode doesn't pull it off as well as it could. Yeah. Um, and that fucking beard is terrible. <laughs> 
Mine. So I gotta say, you know, like, it's funny because none of us are going to have said Khan. Because Khan, I think, you know. He's a little overdone these days. Yeah. And yeah. I think you can't, you can't watch the Benedict Cumberbatch on him, though. Yeah, and also I think it's like we care more about Khan because of the movie more than the, yeah, the his share. TOS appearance. Yeah, the TOS appearance. It's a guy, good, it's a fine guy, episode. He'd probably make my, like, top five or ten. Mm. But does he make my top three? And I'm gonna have to say probably not. Well, and even in the episode, too, it's like... You are literally a superhuman and you can't figure this out. I don't know. Just saying. Yeah. Not that great. Bones was the bigger villain that episode when he when he gave Khan the, if you want to kill me quickly, go for the carotid artery two inches to your left. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yes, Bones. Yeah. yeah, no, Bones is a cold bitch. But, um, because that, like, it didn't even, I kind of, when I was trying to think, I didn't even think of Khan. And then I looked at mm. the poster, I was like, oh yeah, Khan. <laughs> ha! But what I'm going to do, do it. is I have to say Harry Mudd, because Harry Mudd. Mm-hmm. Lots more Harry Mudd. Harry Mudd from I Mudd or Harry Mudd from Mudd's Women? I Mudd. I Mudd. Ooh, Ooh, from I Mudd. No, no, no Mudd's Women. Mudd's Women. Mudd's Women. He's, he's much, much more of a cartoon. Yeah, no, no, yes. Mudd's Women. Mudd's Women. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, the one where he actually shows his dark side more obviously. Yeah. I mean, he's basically the original Ferengi. Yeah, kind of. Oh, of, shit, you're right. Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. Got to give some props to uh, Mark Leonard's unnamed Romulan commander Ooh, from yeah, Balance yeah. of Terror. So good, that's a great episode. Just such a good. And again, not even really like. But in a, in another. Uh, well, I was about world, to say yes. Could have been friend. Like been just friend. just a victim of the the Cold War mm. more than anything. Not really a, you know, not a sadistic scheming like I must destroy. It's like I we we're caught up in this political bullshit. Here we are. And then uh, Lenore. From Conscience Ooh, of the King. That's a good. That's I, was, the I was actually so I I was very much considering Kodos. So but the thing is, he, he ends up being a good guy. Well, that, well not a not a good guy. Not a good guy, but, but he he has a not, redeeming moment. Okay. Yeah, he's not the. Uh, he's not the villain of the episode. He's a villain in general. Yeah. yeah. But what's fascinating, you know, like Lenore is like you know, like I think it, she is something everyone experiences. Well, most folks get to experience, written to an extreme, where it's like one day you grow up. And you understand who your parents are in a way that your child self never could. And oh fuck, my father was a genocidal maniac. And that broke her Mm. so much. And I also really, I was thinking about it like at the time, like that was, you know, it's the 1960s. How many children potentially were finding out what their parents did during the war at that point? Well, some might have, or at least had questions that maybe weren't getting answered. But yeah, like Lenore, which, and again, I think when we did our top tops for that series, I even made Conscious of the King my top one, or was in the yeah, list, definitely. I think you did. And yeah, just the, again, it's like, you know, she just found out this, this inconceivable thing about her father, and it just destroyed her. And she had to preserve this idea she'd had of him beforehand at the cost of her own sort of sanity and happiness. Mm. Nice, nice. And she just becomes a killer. Yeah, yeah. and then she goes mad at the mm-hmm. end. Ophelia levels mad. Well, it's because it's a big Hamlet thing. Hey. No. I almost included, uh, instead of Charlie Evans, uh, the M5. Mm. And I thought to myself Ooh. afterwards, like, you can't oh, have Nomad and the Empire. That would just be like my theme for the week would be I'm I'm not villainous. I'm just programmed this way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really, I should have just listed all the evil computers I could think of. The, <laughs> Andrew, uh, Andrew, Landrew, the yeah. big dragon head. Val. Yeah, Val. Val. Yeah, Val from the Apple. 
Oh, the space hippies, not the space <laughs> hippies. Yeah, there were there were a lot, you know, that I was that I was thinking. About. Sounds yeah, like Herbert was the real villain. Herbert. <laughs> Nah. Yeah, because I was considering Kodos. I actually thought about talking about <laughs> Evil Kirk. Yeah. Well, would it be, would it be Evil Kirk or Rapey Half of Kirk? Yes, yes, yes. That Rapey, Rapey Half, Rapey of, half Kirk. of Kirk. Not, not to be confused with Mirror Mirror Kirk. Right? Oh, that's true. There are many Kirks. But yes, I mean, I mean, scratch on your face. I'm Captain Kirk. That yeah, Kirk, yeah. Yeah. I know. When I was reviewing the list and saying, like, oh no, some of these villains are just too cartoonish. I did think about. Um, Captain, I've forgotten because I didn't include him, but any Captain Tracy? Oh, the, uh, the guy who played Van Gelder on Omega Glory? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Omega Glory. Because like, even though I fucking hate the episode because of where it goes, I loved his, like, just... The man did gives, gives great crazy face. <laughs> but it's just, the episode is just too awful. I almost mentioned the big cat from Cat's Paw. Yes. <laughs> Sylvia? Yeah. I was actually, so I, it, I was considering Finny. Uh, not the Finny Button, right? But, but, Finny, but himself. Finny himself, yeah. because you know he's he actually does some mm. villainous. He things. really. Uh, well, I thought you were going to say Finnegan. Well, there's also <laughs> well, well, Finnegan's just a jerk, and he wasn't even real. So. Yeah, we we don't know like how exaggerated Kirk's memories may have mm. been. Like, I'm not saying Finny wasn't a jerk, but you kind of wonder how much of it is compounded by 20 uh, or 15 to 20 years of him, like stewing over this guy, and it's like maybe he wasn't actually as bad. Or who knows, maybe he actually wasn't bad at all, but he, like, I don't know, got with some girl Kirk really wanted, and he's been bitter about it ever mm. since. Yeah, they played one prank too many, and it's always sat wrong with Kirk. Mm. That thing, they were actually, they were they were thick as thieves, being prank buddies together, and then just the, the one that went wrong. You know what no. it was? It's the, it's the, remember that terrible horror movie that I like, Slaughter High? Yes. That's what happened. They played a prank on a poor nerd in a chemistry oh. lab and blew up his face. Oh no! And then he killed all their friends and they were yeah. like, what Justified. the fuck <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a terrible movie. It's, Awful. It's by the Friday the 13th people, mm-hmm. but it's basically, it's April Fool's Day and this kid he gets pranked a couple different times but the, the final prank is they like fuck with his chems and it starts a big fire and it like burns his whole face off and oh. so like years later it's their Yikes. 10 year you know, reunion and he Invites them all back to school and then kills them one by one. But, like, in the worst, most horrible 1980s ways. Like, there's one that he actually just... She falls into, like, a sewage ditch and he just, like, pushes her head underwater with his foot. Like, it isn't even, like, a good murder. She's just like, oh, no! And he's just like... Glug glug, and you're like it's <laughs> over, I guess. Jesus. Okay, I got, I got new one. I got, I got, I got three new ones. So we got more new ones. They're I'm, not going in the blog. We're gonna do the Gorn. We're gonna do Montgomery Scott as Jack the Ripper. <laughs> yep, yep. We're gonna do Spock as uh, cannot literal Hitler. Oh, literal Hitler. <laughs> not when, not when he's he's possessed by that. No, that just, just Spock the Nazi. Just normal Spock. Um, <laughs> Spock, Spock, Spock the Nazi admirer. Uh, <laughs> Stroke apologist. And, and, and half and half of Rapey Kirk. <laughs> Which half? The lower half. <laughs> the rapey half. <laughs> Uh, how about how about jizz flowers? Just just the jizz flowers themselves. We're going off the rails here. I, I mean, like... they they make people really happy though. Yeah, but they made them and also immune and immune to horrible, deadly, deadly space radiation. Oh, that would be. They nice. all should have been dead. Yeah, well, so once again, these, the jizz flowers are just heroes. Some of these we can also talk about a little more next week, because next week we're going to continue our theme of of spotlighting favorite things from TOS. Spot! Oh, no, it's TOS. Our, fa- our oh, favorite close. plants. Yes. Our favorite named plants. 
are our favorite races from TOS. Surprisingly, no one. Most of them Oregard here three times. I I don't blame you. That's a good pick. Uh, yeah. So join us next week. We're going to talk about those. Lay your bets now. How many times Beauregard is on the list? It's going to be several. Uh, Caitlin's list alone. <laughs> the other thing we're doing next week is we're continuing to talk about Voyager. Woo! Shocking everyone. Woo! Will the Doctor have his memories back? Yes. By the time we get to episode, remember. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Will the Doctor remember by episode, remember. And episode, Sacred Ground. So that's oh, next week. Oh, no, that's a Chakotay, isn't it? I don't know the episode. I don't think it is. Really? It sounds like I don't think it. so. Oh, I hope not, because... It ugh. sounds like it should be. One day, they'll do a good Chakotay. Actually, here we go. Here it is, here it is. I thought it was a Jane. When, when we do our fanfics, just give me Chakotay, and I'll do it my fucking self. Mm. I do feel bad. Challenge accepted. Because I guess, like, wow, part of the reason... Do a good job of Chakotay. Part of the reason I, I heard that Chakotay was kind of, like, underserved, aside from the shitty... Advisor who Is didn't it know he's anything. Not a very good actor. No, him and one of the producers, I guess, didn't get on. So the producer oh. kind of was like, "Fuck Chakotay." The, pro- the producer was like, "Well, Robert Beltran won't fuck me, so fuck Chakotay." Like, I don't know. I've never looked into how true that may, but yeah, I know him and one of the producers kind of like didn't get on. So that may have affected how the show. See, now I think we should all have to write really good Chakotay fan fiction. Let's do Let's that's, just that, all write good And the great thing is, he has no character, so you don't have to worry about, like, keeping within it. You just have to say, like, you can be like, oh, spirit wheel, animal guide, just throw those words in, and that's no, it. That's no, no, that's that's yeah, if we do it, I feel like we have to do research into actual... I'm too lazy for that. Those like, wow. avoid... Avoid okay, the Native American stuff entirely. Yeah, I was gonna say. We or can't. do a lot of research. No, 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 we can't. We can't do the research because you know what happens is, is you wind up cherry picking some shit from this culture, that culture. Exactly. You're mixing up your Native, your indigenous peoples. You're pissing people off even more than Chakotay does. We yeah. Can't. So we just we avoid that, that How about we aspect. Do one where like Chakotay does a twenty three and Me and finds out that he's actually Italian. That's a no! good episode. <laughs> right back <No>! episode. <laughs> uh, speaking of right that episode, next week we're going to talk about those those episodes. Uh, enjoy that next week. In the meantime, listen to our 255 other episodes. Ooh, so many episodes. And our other fanfics. Mm. I don't think we plug the fanfics often enough because no, I think they yeah. are excellent. They're also up on the Tumblr and also up on the SoundCloud. They're wherever you can find things. Uh, definitely check out all of our other work. Check out our Tumblr for other blog activities like this. These uh, screen grabs will be up. See which Lazarus photo Jake has made me used. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. Uh, over the on Tumblr. beard. Ugh. Uh, hang out with us on Facebook and Twitter. Tell us who your favorite villains of TOS are. Everyone rushes to say you forgot Khan. Sorry, guys. We didn't forget. I already said we forgot. He just wasn't good enough. Yeah, and then we'll talk to you next week. This has been your, what will we great sages? This has been your great sage. We're hopping onto this fire pit where you're going to burn us alive. This was Ames. I, the, let, still lesser sage, Caitlin. Proxy. <laughs> and this is Chris's holographic diagnostic program. Uh, we're going to write over looks you, great. Oh, boo. Uh, roll of acquisition, number 299. Oh, yeah. Whenever you exploit someone, it never hurts to thank them. That way, it's easier to exploit them the next time. Yay!